0: Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at the buglepodcast.com. That that bit's important. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zaltzcast for the unofficial official review of day two of the 2023 Ashes, a day in which, on a somnolent shit of a pitch... Normality attempted to regain its grip on cricket. I'll be honest, I ended day two badly. I left my laptop in the commentary box, so I'm having to record this on my phone, so I will keep it brief. After England clattered Australia all over Edgbasson on day one and ended up in a not especially strong position, they ripped through Australia's top order on day two. They forced mistakes more. The Australian batters were sharp in their ground field and creative with their strategies and ended up in a not especially strong position again. After David Water made a strong early bid for worst shot by an Ashes-opening batter in the entire third millennium, an overbalancing flapping thwank at his new ball nemesis, Stuart Broad, Marnus Labuschagne then posted uncertainly at the next ball to send the Edgbaston crowd in traditional Ashes parlance, noisily berserk. After that, Steve Smith looked like he intended to bat until maybe the start of the 2035 Ashes... ...before a strange glitch in the space-time continuum, that's just the kind of thing Ben Stokes can do... ...made Smith do something that he basically didn't do in the entire series four years ago... He missed the ball, captain impregnable as LBW to Stokes, whose knee support and associated strapping was arguably the finest piece of architecture seen in the Birmingham area for decades. Travis Head travised and headed a rapid 50 before getting duped in the flight by Moeen Alley, at which point Cameron Green thought, I'll tell you how I want to start my ashes batting career in England with a second ball duck, so he pranced down the wicket, missed it and was stumped. Apart from the actually being stumped bitters, Johnny Besto fluffed not just a gilt-edged, but a solid gold-centred chance. Instead of being 148 for 5 and wobbling like a bowl of jelly on a rodeo pig, Australia weren't. The game had taken a different path, and by the time Besto fluffed another good chance, and then broad-bowled Kawaja with a no-ball, and then Root forgot to catch a sharp one-off carry at the end, the test that could have been was drinking its sorrows in a nearby bar – cursing fate and thinking what a mild-mannered man Ben Folks must be for not having flown over Baston in a light aircraft with an I told you so banner streaming behind it. The dropping of Folks in order to essentially keep Crawley in the team paid off with Crawley's tone setting 61 yesterday, but it then paid back that paying off on day two with Johnny Besto keeping like a wicketkeeper who hasn't wicket kept very much lately, which is of course exactly what he is. Besto has mostly been a very good keeper for England in test after a few early glitches, but yes Yesterday, his hands were as soft and giving as a concrete-coated miser. The versions of the test match that could have happened, had those chances been taken, joined the missed-stumping version of the test that could have happened, and whilst having one final glass of regret with each other before vanishing into the hypothetical ether, they all agreed that England had let a position of dominance slip away. Whoops. Of course, this is cricket. England might run through Australia in the morning. They do have a bit of a fragile tail before then blasting a quick, maybe 420 in 13.3 overs or something before declaring again and opening the bowling with Ollie Pope overhead kicking the ball down the pitch. Always do what the opposition least expects. That is the founding philosophy of Stokesish ish cricket. But equally, England might end up a long way behind trying to flay their way out of trouble, or it might rain. As I said, this is cricket. Start of the day. This is Usman Khawaja's third Ashes series in England, and already his highest-scoring one. He played three tests in 2013 and 2019, but already, on 126 silky runs, he scored more runs than in either of those series. Other stat of the day. This pitch has now had the second-least lateral movement across the first two innings of a test in England for seam bowlers of any match in the database, going back to 2006. I'll end today's Zoltzcast there. I will hopefully be back with a fuller episode tomorrow after what I have no doubt will be an emotional reunion with my laptop stroke stats machine in the BBC commentary box. Unless it's run off with another statistician, they won't love you like I do. Uh, What will day three bring? Well, I don't know. Stop asking me questions like that. Someone will hit a four. Other than that, I'm just not sure anymore. Until tomorrow, goodbye.